Welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Part, Part 2 Minute. Minute. With me, Alex Robinson. And with me, Andy Robinson. And together we're going to talk about Minute number 148 of the Godfather Part 2. That's right, Alex. Repeat after me. Okay. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. Quarantotto. Cento quarantotto. You got it. Thank you. Excellent. All you right. always sound better on the Bounty Hunter ones. <laughs> <laughs> Always. It makes sense. that. Uh, Who's your that favorite bounty hunter? You know, don't cur- say Luca Brazzi. <laughs> He's not a bounty hunter. No, I guess not. Uh, currently in Star Wars world, mm-hmm. currently my favorite bounty hunter is Dengar. Which one was that? He's oh, the, yeah. He's the, the guy human. with the bandages and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Because so, uh, he's the easiest to dress as is in, on Halloween. <laughs> exactly. <right>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never thought about even going as Dengar. It's a funny <laughs> idea. Because he looks like any, yeah. right, any just guy wearing rags. <laughs> well, he has armor and stuff, too. Oh, anyway, he does have armor? Anyway. We didn't come here to talk about Star Wars. All right, give us the summary, Alex. We're, well, we're waiting. Minute one, <laughs> sorry. Minute 148. At a secret army base, Frankie Five Angels is unhappy with the way his plea deal has worked out, despite encouragement from his FBI babysitters. Meanwhile, Tom Hagen is updating his dumbfounded Don about the situation. <laughs> yes, I continue with Frankie in the base. So uh, my first question is, if this is an army base, yeah, who's paying for all this stuff? You, John Q. Taxpayer, that's you get, who. You got... Well, uh, taxpayer of 1959, I mean. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> but even more so, back then, that was, stuff was luxury. A personal pool table, yeah. television, cable TV, surround yeah. sound. Well, probably not cable TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you get the army channel, the navy <laughs> channel, the marines channel. <laughs> Um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Frankie's living a nice life there. He doesn't seem to be. And that's that's the whole point, I think, of the end of this little scene-lit. Yeah. Is that he said, oh, some deal I made. Some deal. Yeah. And the FBI guys are trying to convince him it's a pretty good deal. Do you think they are? Or are they being somewhat, um, like, sarcastically? Yeah. There is a tinge of that. Yeah. Although I feel like they do like him, though. Yeah. Because they're like, come on, Frankie, let's play some hearts. You know what I mean? Like, they, <laughs> later on, they seem to genuinely, um, you know, like him. Well, I think, like his bookie, they like him and they're friendly with him because they keep winning from him. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. 10 to 1, I lost. <laughs> I like guy, I got, I got my life. I owe that monkey my life. <laughs> oh, and that's why in the previous yeah. minute, when one of the FBI agents shows Frankie the magazine, yeah. we never found out what, that, right, yeah, what he's wearing. Yeah. He's like, oh, come on, I've seen that 19 times. <laughs> the FBI agent was showing him how much he owed them. That was his bookie sheet. <laughs> it was like a news, like an article in the magazine. Yeah. Frankie Five Angels owes, owes the <laughs> FBI. Owes the FBI handlers, 19,000. Yeah. Well, you're wondering who's paying for all this. Now I you know. know. <laughs> this is Frankie. <laughs> it was originally just like a small cell and the more money he's oh. losing, like a bigger and bigger, uh, bigger house. That's funny. Um, I think that's how the prison system works, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> The more you make the guards, the better conditions you get. One interesting thing I think about this scene lit 
is that um, at no point does, despite the fact that he thinks Michael Corleone tried to have him killed, he does not seem at all like he never mentions like I'm gonna get that Corleone guy, and he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He he generally just seems like he doesn't want to be doing this in general. Yeah. So um, yeah, that is interesting. Like he he never he never I guess he just never says it. He was never personal with Mikey. He, he yeah. always liked him personally. Yeah, it's just business. <laughs> um, well, yeah. I, I, in the next minute, they talk. Tom talks to Mikey about the condition in which they found Frankie when he right. the whole Rosado brothers yeah. murder went south. But I'm th- I think now that Frankie's recovered, he's showered, he's in this nice room. He's, <laughs> the rule of Omerta is coming back, even though so he's, 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 he's he's got his wits about him now, and yeah. he's like, well, "What have I gotten myself into?" And he still hasn't it hasn't completely set in that he has to testify. So he thought he wouldn't have to you know, have to say anything to no one. Ten to one, the odds were. No, and I lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? So, uh, what's up with Frankie's family? At this time, you mean? What's, yeah, who's running the show? No, no, I don't mean I don't mean his crime family. I mean his oh. wife, the one who oh, was his like lowercase f family. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I always thought that a man who doesn't spend time with his family <laughs> can never really. That's be. why he's upset because he <laughs> hears that the advice from the Don. Well, well Frankie, now you're in prison. You won't be able to spend time with your family. What are you gonna do? <laughs> but so I owe that monkey my life. I owe that monkey my life. That's <laughs> a bad deal. It's a bad deal. <laughs> is normally with witness relocation like your family goes with you because it seems mm, like if even uh-huh. if Frankie's in witness relocation and his family isn't then if the Corleones wanted to get him they could you know kill his family yeah and why why would Frankie even talk now yeah if his family so I'm guessing are they are they also safely relocated so. somewhere yeah they're on another army base hmm because then later huh. on, we're going to learn that friend, that Tom claims that his family will be taken care of. Yeah. Taken care of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so. D- what, does, do you mean, what do you mean by that, Tom? <laughs> he has to give. He's like, here's the, here's the fake names they're living under. And you know, he has to give them all the information. Oh, so yeah. know where to send <laughs> Oh, that's right. Because Tom doesn't, they don't know where they are. Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. They don't know where the. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. Maybe. Yeah. 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 We'll get to, sometime next summer. Well, to to keep going on with the FBI agents, saying, I agree with you. There's a tinge of sarcasm, uh-huh. ribbing, right? Yeah, yeah. You got a great home here for the rest of your life. So, Alex, would is that a great home for Frankie for the rest of his life? It's hard to tell. Shooting pool, cable TV. <laughs> but he didn't bed. get the cable package. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know how big this this complex he's in is is it just like uh you know is he literally like under house arrest can he not go out obviously it's one point he goes outside for a walk with yeah. tom so mm-hmm. he is allowed out a uh, visitation and stuff like it yeah. seems better than being in a regular prison you know yeah. so based on what i've seen on tv but if you had to choose between frankie's current life as we see it in this minute yeah. shooting pool watching cable hanging out <laughs> being shaved by some by a government employee it's true. all the hearts you can play or being in witness relocation and having to do all that schleppy stuff start over get a you know 40 hour a week job can't really make friends but i mean you have your quote freedom yeah but is it really I'm, what would you choose? Me? Yeah. I would choose house arrest. House arrest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if he, they clearly like to gamble with him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, <laughs> that, that's good. He gets to do that. He gets to play pool. Although he seems kind of disgusted with the pool in this one. He's about to take his second yeah. shot and just ah, he throws it on the, on the table. <laughs> well, I, in my notes, I have a question. Does he do that because he is he's frustrated about the deal or about his pool playing that he's gonna lose another round of pool <laughs> or that particular shot he's like, oh, yeah okay. like, oh i can't hit the ball from here <laughs> i lose <laughs> um what else you got well i was gonna ask you if you could survive could you go under house arrest I, I think like you it depends i mean is it like a twilight episode twilight zone episode where the fbi agents leave and Frankie go opens a door and a window, and it's just a wall there. So it's literally <laughs> just this billiards room <laughs> inside of yeah. Oh, and then at, at a certain time of the day, all yeah. the all the walls come up, but it's it's glass a glass case, and yeah, and everyone he knows and the whole public can view him like a zoo. <laughs> it really is like a Twilight. Song. Yeah, <laughs> they watch him playing pool. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Would you subscribe to a, a Truman Show type channel? Where are you just watching Frankie's Five Angels Life? Frankie Five Angels specifically? Yeah. I, could, I would because yeah. he seems kind of entertaining. Although yeah. I, I maybe, is there like a trial period? Like a seven day trial period? Um, if I'm just yeah, be sitting so watching I, an old man stare at a television set all day, I mean, I could do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there is a trial period, but why cor- why rent it when you can correlate <laughs> Even if you wind up watching it for, you know, a week mm-hmm. it pays for itself after that oh, after yeah. that it's all free you know yeah. what i mean so yeah, yeah I, i'll do it okay i'll you know i'll wait till they do the edited uh oh that reminds me of a crazy um let me just tell you this real yeah, quick it's, yeah there's a there was a japanese game show where they had a guy who um they basically locked him in a room and it was on tv it was like mm-hmm. televised and he was um Everything he had to get to him had to be delivered, and he had to get it by filling out, like, sweepstakes. I guess it's a thing in Japan where people could win a lot of stuff. Anyway, the only way he could get stuff was by winning in contests. And he was alone in this room for, like, eight months or something like that. And by the end, he was, like, totally going crazy. So this... Okay, hold on. Wait, wait. We got to break it down. Let's break it down. I didn't research it before I I came in, so the details might be a little fuzzy. Sure. So he went in willingly to this sort of reality type show where they said you're going to be in this room for I don't know a certain period of time, and we will not bring you anything. Maybe water, probably right. You maybe there was a sink and a toilet, and, and you can only get stuff through winning sweepstakes yeah. contests. Yeah, whoa! So all day food long, and everything. Yeah, all day long he was filling out stuff, and then when stuff would arrive, he'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited! Oh, <laughs> one of the things oh arrived!" Gosh. And then uh, it, it, it like really messed up the guy. Oh my god! Like psychologically, yeah. it totally like rewired his brain after oh. that, and. Uh, yeah. You know, at first he was kind of like a local cele- like a celebrity because everyone's like, "Oh, it's the guy from the show and stuff." And then eventually he was like not not yeah. um anyway. That's great. That's the broad strokes of it. And that's a true story. That's a true story. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. uh, you know, that. after I'll send you the link to it to to the story about it after after we get yeah, off the Yeah, send air. me some links. Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of links. 
That's awesome. I have a question. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Before we go on, one thing I just thought of, because we usually do this stuff in the second half of the minute, only for our financial supporters. <laughs> Let's do it now. Uh, Rate it? No. Uh, Frankie Five Angels reality show commercial. Oh, yeah. We haven't done right? a whole bunch of commercial. A, a commercial, right? <laughs> uh, you, can, you can come and bet. And it's, of course, Frankie in the yeah. commercial. Wait, does do he you, know about it? Oh, yeah. Originally, he did not know about it. Maybe you have a Frankie Five Angels impersonator in the ad. <laughs> <laughs> or it would be like Hyman Roth or like the Rosado oh, Brothers. Because yeah. like, they're the ones who, you know, he Roth orchestrated this whole thing beautifully. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so he got, the, he got the cable rights to the to the exclusive reality show <laughs> yeah. and everything. You get, and it's Tom, you get 24 access watching Frankie Five Angels and you can bet on every move he makes. <laughs> 10 to 1, he, he makes that next billiard shot. 15 to 1, he... He turns on the Marines cable channel. <laughs> Frankie called the shots for all those guys. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I guess it would depend on how good he was. Uh, of um, I feel like it would eventually get tiresome. He yeah. would have to start doing stuff. To, they would have to like yeah. bring in other people and, and to, yeah. to get people to, to just keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be more interesting if it was his regular life pre-arrest mm-hmm. that you got to observe. Yeah. Follow him around. <laughs> It would be better, even better, if it was when he was getting choked by the Rosado brothers. Oh, (laughs) I have a question for you. Go for it. As we all know, this uh, Frankie Five Angels has been introduced when the actor who was playing Clemenza, uh, his wife made him ask for too much money and he didn't, he got, he passed. Mm -hmm. I wonder, would this storyline work with Clemenza being the one turning rat? Hmm. I wonder if this whole story was in place, like when they, yeah, when they talked to. Do we know? I do not know. Oh, interesting. Ah, I don't see it working as well. Mm-hmm. Why not? Because you, oh, we already learned at the end of Godfather Part One that Tessio is the traitor. He's the one that betrays. Well, yeah, he's the one that yeah. betrays. Yeah. And it, but it was the smart move. So. Yeah. You, the end of GF one, you feel this loyalty on the part of Clemenza. Mm-hmm. He's there, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't think it works as well with an old character that's demonstrated his loyalty, especially seeing all these flashback scenes. But then again, a good story is a good betray- betrayal is a good story. But yeah, the closer the person is, the yeah. the, 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 betr- the closer the betrayer is, the better of a story. Yeah. Is. So um, so may- yeah, maybe it would be better. What do you think? I think it's hard because we like we saw Clemenza in GF one, and like you said, he demonstrated his loyalty, and he seemed very, um, you know, on board. Mm-hmm. So to have him, I guess, assuming everything else was the same, Danny Aiello still improvised. Michael Corleone says hello, mm-hmm. and then um, I don't know. I still have a harder time picturing Clemenza flipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about maybe? Maybe nudged by his wife. <laughs> well, obviously he's busted, so that's <laughs> go the, meet the Rosado <laughs> brothers. <laughs> in in terms of the movie, it would work better if it was Clemenza flipping, yeah, because it would be a nice parallel to the origin story of Vito Corleone, where he meets Cle- young Clemenza, and then to have yeah. old Clemenza being the one flipping would be a yeah. nice, it's a stronger, um, you know, more unified story. Yeah, yeah, um, I could see that. 
but like the fact that we see Clemenza palling over like the only time we see Frankie and Mikey together they're like arguing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they don't seem to have, whereas Clemenza seemed much more like an uncle kind of matri- you know paternal figure of of teaching him how to shoot and teaching him how to cook and all that yeah. stuff and mocking him about why don't you tell that girl you love yeah, her? you know it's yeah. all it's he seems to have much more of a per- I mean and that does make the betrayal worse of course it does it's just, I think it would just be harder to believe yeah after everything they've been through right Clemens also doesn't seem like a guy who would accept uh, witness protection mm. relocating his whole life or being in prison forever yeah. it just seems just not very believable maybe for his wife yeah that's true he wanted to protect his don't wife don't forget your testimony <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> leave the gun bring a subpoena <laughs> 50 years from now, don't forget the cannoli. <laughs> Anything else about the uh, scene with the mm-hmm. um, with the, the Frankie part of the story? Uh, just that the FBI agents say, you'll live like a king, Frankie. You'll be a hero. Mm-hmm. It does. You and I have talked a little bit about, is, is this the right thing? Is this, is this good? For, is Frankie testifying? Good in the like, moral sense? Yes. Because it doesn't feel that way because we're rooting for the Corleones. Ultimately, I guess I would say, yes, it is yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah, It's um, because organized crime is not a good thing, we all assume. Mm-hmm. We all, mm-hmm. uh, if you operate from the basis that organized crime is a bad thing, then it is a good thing that he is testifying against yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But why doesn't it feel that way? Well, because he's being forced to. But we're also rooting for the bad guys, aren't we? Oh, yeah, totally. We're still rooting for Michael, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I was rooting for Hyman Roth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could still pull it through. He orchestrated this one beautifully. <laughs> well, that's a good segue to mm-hmm. the next half of this minute. Yes. We're back in I'm back at Lake Tahoe in Mikey's office. Mm-hmm. It's Tom, Al, and Mikey. Mm-hmm. And they are debriefing what they know about the latest events yes presumably this is the first time that they are all learning that frank pantangeli is still alive and he is the witness that is going to be called yeah yeah and it starts by mikey saying alive alive pantangeli's alive (laughs) six shots and he's still alive so when i heard mikey say that yeah it reminded me of other movies where a character said, Blank's alive, either as a question or as an Gordon's alive. Yeah, that's the one that comes up right away. But it has, yeah. it, it has to have come up in Star Wars. Like, Skywalker's alive? Hmm. Or Leia's alive. The princess is alive. I can't think and of it. It has any times. to come up. All the different times people could have died, people thought others were dead, and they learned they weren't. Come on. Huh. But and not just Star Wars, but any movie it has to come. It seems, oh, in it other movies, like a, it has seems to. like a cliche. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Although I have a question, I'm wondering what we don't know the timeline of how long it's been no. since. Uh, how long has he been in witness relocation? And yeah. presumably, based on Michael's reaction, he. Um, oh, yeah, he thought Frank Pantangeli was dead. Mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing that that's how 
it was like spun in the streets. Like everyone was like, oh, Frankie died. Did you hear that? He had yeah. a heart attack. And then, yeah. you know, him and Cheech both died, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's what that's was the story that was put forth. Yeah. So does Mrs. Maybe Mrs. Pantangeli doesn't even know Frankie's still alive. Yeah. That yeah. could be true. That's right. Maybe they. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs> Pantangeli's alive. <laughs> Um. Mm. Yes. So, so what do you got for this little section? So Mikey learns he's still alive. Uh huh. And um, Tom Tom goes on explaining. Tom says he was he- the the his insiders at the police department said he was half dead, scared stiff, <laughs> talking about how you turned on him. Yeah. And uh, I love his delivery. Yeah. Tom's delivery there, yeah. and especially in this dark office, you see a lot of silhouettes. Very dark. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of that of a film noir scene. The way he delivers it too, he says, "Frankie was half dead, scared stiff, talking out loud." <laughs> like, like, it's just like these three rhythmically, yeah. Like, scared stiff, half dead, talking out loud about how you turned on him. And uh, yeah, then yeah. he says, "They they already got him on. They already got him on possession, bookmarking, bookmark, bookmaking." <laughs> Bookmarking. <laughs> Bookmarking. <laughs> Murder one and a lot more. And a lot more. I like that when he says a lot more. And a lot more. <laughs> uh, well, I have some information here on uh, Murder One. Yeah. Do you know what the difference is? Here in America, there is first degree murder, second degree murder, and third degree murder. Well, it is time to take a break. But you can continue hearing all of the bonus content of the Godfather Minute podcast by going to godfatherminute.com. Is that right? Slash Slash support. support. That's right. Yeah. And you can hear all the bonus content. We talk about Johnny Ola, the the Godfather newsletters. Talk talk more about Hyman Roth, Alex. Of course. Any opportunity. Are you going to uh, sign up at godfatherminute.com slash support? Yeah, I'll go over there. Okay. Oh! Okay. Okay.